And welcome back to the Misty and Ike program, everybody. I'm your boy, Ike. Sitting directly across from me at a brand new table is... Your girl, Misty. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hi. Hello. Hello. What do you want to talk about today? Well, okay, so oh. here's... You have something? Well, we used I mean, to do... I mean, wait. That reminds me, we used to do that. Like, every day, we would say... What we were going to talk about. It's like pinky in the brain. Yeah. We haven't done that oh, in a long time. Oh, you're right, we... That's right. That's yeah. the same thing we talk about every day. You know what's funny is that the, uh, the person that I'm about to reference won't hear this for a year and a half. She's going through chronologically. <gasps> oh. She, she's on episode 70. Okay. Our friend Christine. And one of our Christine friends. I don't want to call her all the way up. Okay. But uh, she's texting me every day, like, her thoughts on the episode. Okay. And I'm like, that was 14 months ago. Right. I don't remember. Like, are we, we don't remember, but let alone not remembering... Boy, have we gotten better since then. Boy, have we gotten better since then. Boy, have we gotten better since <laughs> oh, then. Oh, boy, have we. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I had a, a very nice compliment today about our show, and I thought I would share it with you. Oh, yeah. Who's it from? Uh, my friend, Nicole. Actually, she's not a friend. She's a, an acquaintance that I know over the internet. I don't think that her and I have actually ever met in person. That's fair. Yeah. But I think in this day and age, you can call that person a friend. Yeah. Um. I believe that she's maybe somebody that I met way, way back when in the original Jonas days, maybe. She was mm. a kid. And oh. now she's grown. Okay. She's a grown-ass woman now. She's a grown-ass woman. Um, so I posted <laughs> because I bought tickets. <laughs> I bought tickets today for New Year's Eve to go see Armchair Expert right. live. Right. So when, when this comes out, it'll be much closer to... <laughs> yeah. And she commented on, on my story that I posted about it. If you ever podcast live, I am ready to buy my ticket. Hey. And I was like, heck yeah. What city does she live in? Oof. Because well, we'll just, let's book some flights. We got a fan. I, I mean. Nicole, we're coming to you. Let's see. I, to be honest with you, I don't know where she lives at. That's fine. Like we she, follows, I mean, we, she doesn't have any posts on her own. We shouldn't. She stories and stuff. We but. shouldn't actually tell people where she lives anyway. On the it's air. probably a bad idea, but uh, I mean, we did just say her first name, well, and that's it. And yeah. I bet there's probably some other Nicoles that live where she lives. Baltimore. Maybe. Are we ready to begin? Good morning! My name is Misty. Come on, Ike, it's time. We would be honored if you would join us. The greatest adventure of all time. Yeah. We just become best friends. Yep. Come on, let's get in the character. Do you have notes prepared? Uh, I don't have notes prepared. What I was going to do is I was going to jot down notes as we talked that will help me type oh. out the description of our show later. And that is our head writer yeah. here at Misty and Ike Enterprises. Yeah, because <clears throat> I went to go post our last episode and had to fast forward listen to the whole thing Yeah, because I couldn't remember any of it. Yeah. Um, I'm real stoked on our new setup. I really like this. I like talking to you. Me this too. Is a perfect distance. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like we should have a coffee, maybe some could. banana bread. <laughs> I currently have a vitamin water, uh, some athletic greens, and a you Dasani. You are going to be very hydrated. Oh, do you know why I'm hydrating? Because you're going to drink? You're are, pre-prepping drinking? Tomorrow is the um, Playa del Rey pub crawl at 2 o'clock. Oh. It will have transpired by the time you hear this. Yes. So you are actually pre-prepped yeah. in your hydration. I'm hydra hydrationing for tomorrow. Hydrationing. Yeah, I'm going to wear my Christmas onesie from the Christmas special last year. Amazing. I forgot about that. I don't know where it is. I have to find it tonight. Did I tell you um, what Allison bought for me mm -mm. on tour? No. So you know I like octopuses a lot. I do know that. I like octopuses. Um, I feel, you know, not to be cheesy with the whole spirit animal thing, but like, I feel like I associate with octopuses with the eight arms doing different things. Yeah, and you, you can spit black ink at people yeah, too. Yeah, that's a squid, but okay. Same thing. Um, no, not at all. Um, she bought me a onesie that has a hood. No. And it has octopuses all over it. That's pretty awesome. Does it's it have the feet? Bright. It does. Yeah, it's a feeted onesie. Feeted onesie. She wanted me to wear it on the bus. And I was like, Allison can't do that because if I have to pee, bus bathrooms are not large and disrobing from oh, a yeah. onesie as a girl. It's so hard. So hard. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah. I haven't worn it yet. Hmm. But it's in my closet and I'm excited for the moment. I have to check the forecast for tomorrow because I don't know how many clothes to wear under the onesie. Yeah, you may need to layer and take yeah. some layers off as the day goes by. Yeah. So tell me more about this Playa Pub Crawl. 
Here's, how does this not, work? It's not really an official thing. So mm-hmm. um, when you go into my bar, no, well, we'll get to Plaid Provisions, but oh. it's Prince of Wales, POW. Oh, yes. Yeah. POW. Um, you can go to the right or you can go to the left. Yes. There's two bars in yes. one. And then there's two back patios, a smoking mm-hmm. side and a non-smoking side. Mm-hmm. So on the right is a bartender named Mich- Rochelle. Okay. On the left is Rocky. Rocky is like a 60 something year old, uh, just like he's like an uncle mm-hmm. or like a father figure. Like a creepy old uncle or? He knows everybody's name. And you know my theory oh, on knowing that. everybody's name. It's a sign of hyper intelligence. It absolutely does. You could sit there by yourself and as people walk in, he's like, What's up, Sam? How's it going, Robert? All right. And every That's time a guy I walk that really in, likes what he does. He does. Too. Well, he has to because he has worked there for 30 years. Whoa. Since 1991, he has been working at the Prince of Wales. That's I, incredible. I secretly think, and I think I'm going to get it out of him one day, that he owns the place. Oh, yeah. That's what I would think. But if you own the place, why would you bartend there? I don't know. Our but, friend Luke used to yeah. bartend at No Bar, and he was one of the. That's a stars. really good point. Shout out Luke. Luke. Luck. Luck. But we seem to be shouting out Luke in every episode we do lately. This is the Misty and I Can Luke podcast. Uh, they, this is our Luke Appreciation Podcast. You know what? It would be if we are. We, so we, uh, He'd be a great uh, guest. guest. That's what I was trying to spit Let's out. Let's get Luke in yeah. here. Guest with us. Now, if we had a guest, would they sit here? No, they'd sit here. Well, there's no cameras. Oh, well, if there's no cam... Mm, I still feel more comfortable if they'd sit there. I don't know why. They sit where the plant is. Do we talk to the plant now? N- you're our guest. Hello, plant. Be our guest. You know, Be when you guest. talk to plants, they grow more, even though well, this one's plastic. <laughs> it's very plastic. <laughs> it's the only thing I've been able to keep alive. Oh, uh, no one needs to know these things. Um, yeah, so we are... Uh, this is, As we sit here and record, it is Friday the tw- 17th. Friday the 17th. Uh, because uh, we're taking a little holiday. Well. Tomorrow, next week, I think, aren't we? I mean, we are, but we're well, only doing one a week. And yep. it'll come out on Monday. It's coming out on <laughs> Monday. come out at its normal time. I'll still be hungover on you just, Monday. You just really think that we're doing something something really crazy. We it's because we just recorded last week, this week's, just like La- two days ago. Yeah, it's like John Oliver's, last yeah. week tonight. <laughs> last week tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um, we did, we got a little behind, but we were both working on some stuff. So yeah, yeah. super big time profesh stuff coming super out. Super big time profesh. Well, uh-huh. mine already came out on the the Zon Prime. You know. Oh yeah, the Kanye thing. Yeah, we talked about this the other day. Oh okay, we'll skip it. But if you want to hear about it, you can go back and listen to this week's. That's right. <laughs> Which was entitled "Content Critters in a Gangster's Paradise." That's right. And if you want to know why, you got to go listen to, listen to it. Yep. Yep. Um. What else is new? Well, here's one thing I really wanted to talk about today. Okay. Do you know what came out this week? Oh, um, pizza licorice. No. Well, the licorice pizza yeah. officially comes out on Christmas Day. Oh, I didn't know that. It's just playing in Westwood. And a uh, couple of their like, special theaters are showing yeah. early showings of it. No. Spider-Man. The new Spidey's out. Is that why I keep seeing ads for old Spider-Man movies? You're seeing ads for new Spider-Man movies. Well, on the iTunes, they want you to go back and rent oh, yeah. the old ones. So it's out. Yeah. Is it out on Disney Plus? I'm I'm not sure. Wait, does, um, Disney doesn't own Spider-Man. No, they don't. Fox owns it's, Spider-Man. It's theater oh, exclusive. It, interesting. It's theater exclusive. Um, and... So my the movie theater that's closest to my house closed down the one at the Grove, yep. which was my favorite. It burned. It didn't. Yeah. No, it didn't. It's still there, and it's empty, and it's weird because when you go to the Grove, there's the giant AMC in the middle of the Grove that's just empty. All that fire damage and stuff. So I don't really understand. (laughs) Burned down. I like to think. So I'm in the process right now of trying to find a new favorite movie theater. Mm. Do you have a favorite movie theater when you go see movies? Well, I will say this. If you did go to the one in Westwood, that's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. That, yeah. That well, and when I was with the Joe Bros, that's where we did our uh, movie premiere for the Amazon Prime movie. Yeah. It was in the Westwood. I do have a favorite movie theater, but it's not in California. Okay. Interesting. It's in, it's in Raleigh where I grew up. Okay. It's called Raleighwood. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a great name. Yeah. And you can, you go and you sit in these big... It's oversized chairs right? and they bring you food and nachos and yeah. on Monday nights they used to play Monday Night Football. Oh, that's and cool. most of my best friends in high school had jobs there. 
at Rollywood. Yeah. I the, love that. Never eat a hot dog from Rollywood. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, gross. Um, that's what I'm looking for is one of those places mm -hmm. where you can get the big armchairs and get comfortable. There's one. I passed one on Wilshire last like, night. Like an Alamo draft house is what I'm looking for. There's one downtown. I know. I don't want to go downtown. Oh, you know, I but, realized when I was doing the whole Kanye thing mm -hmm. that I'm not that far from downtown. You're not. No one's very far from downtown. I always just in my head. Oh, it was actually the Enrique shows at the Staples Center when yeah. we were doing those because I stayed yeah. at home mm -hmm. and drove in every day. And Here's I was like, thing. ugh. It's like 15 minutes. The thing about the draft house downtown is that you can park under it uh -huh. and then never leave the structure. Oh, I like that. So you go up into the middle of this courtyard and then you just take an escalator and you're in the draft house. Okay, you can, I'm super into that. And you that. can valley your car. Uh, I, I just uh, had, when I was talking about Cybers and that job we did yesterday mm -hmm. on the other episode, um, we went to that H&H &H, uh, uh -huh. Brazilian Steakhouse. Oh, yeah. And then when I got my car out of the valet, it was... Down there, and I looked up. There was Alamo Draft House right downtown. So, but it's protected, so you don't have to go outside right. and deal with the bums and the rats. Oh, I like that. I don't like bums or rats. Bums huh. and rats. I mean, rats I think and you bums. mean our home free friends. Is that I don't, what we're no, calling them? I'm calling them homeless. I mean, the, I will say downtown's pretty aggressive. Yeah, um, I've seen a new trend with homeless people. Okay, they're taking their shoes off. Ew. I don't know what that means. You I've mean like for good? Purpose. Like they're sit when they. A lot of them are seated now when they have their signs when you're walking by. Right. They'll take their, they take their shoes off. I don't, not Maybe all of them. Maybe their feet hurt. Maybe, but it's cold as shit and they're it taking their shoes off. It is shit right now. I mean, that's weird. I don't know how to feel about that. I don't either. I mean, it's some kind of weird <clears throat> signal. Maybe. I don't, now I'm going to have to do some research into this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm in the process of trying to find a new favorite movie theater so that I can go and watch Spidey. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's part of the Marvel thing? Well, because it's, first of all, it's part of the Marvel thing, but I also love Tom Holland. Does he still get that suit that, um, uh, what's Tony it? Stark made him? Yeah. Does yeah. he still have that? I so he's basically so. Iron Man now. I think he still has that suit. I don't know. I haven't seen the new one. Well, it's, that would be weird if he took it away, but Tony's dead, so he can't, can't get it. Who's going to keep making the suits? Okay, so that's the thing, is... I have made it a point to not read any spoilers. Okay. There has to be some kind of a tribute to Tony in it. I'm sure of some sort. Um, and why? Well, because this is the first Spidey that's come out since Tony died. Is it the first Marvel? Oh, it's not no. the first Marvel. Everything else was a prequel. Black Widow came out. That was a prequel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what if we just niche this whole podcast down to only talking about Marvel stuff all the time? We did two weeks on Marvel. Mm-hmm. That was a lot. Yeah, it was. We were really like digging at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. What's that phrase? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Something. Scraping the bottom. <laughs> Scraping the bottom of the barrel yeah. by the end. Yes. <laughs> um, so my understanding though is that uh, this one has Benedict Cumberbatch in it. The guy that has the name that I hate more than any other name in the world. Yeah. I don't know why it bothers me so much. Um, Did you see the Stephen way of the dog? Strange. What? There's a... Uh, Cumberbatch uh, has a new movie, The Way of the Dog. Is it called The Way? It's something the dog. Something the of the dog. The Way of the Dog? I don't think it's The Way of the Dog. There's something. There's a billboard right outside of our studio yeah, that has it. Along with uh, Licorice Pizza. Huh? Oh, I passed by uh, that, the whiskey last night. Yeah. And. That it's on the. Yeah. Yeah. But like the billing was weird. What do you mean? They had the ham sister in a big. <laughs> Time like time. Uh, time, time. Like ham like Tam. So they had her in the biggest square all by herself, and then they had like Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog. It's an interesting That's, film. I've heard a lot about it. A it's lot. a slow burn. That's what I've heard. And it doesn't resolve. Yeah. That's, I've heard it's, you have to make of it what you want at the end. And I'm like, yeah. mm, I don't like those choose your own adventure shits. It's, I mean, it, it's, it's not what I watch movies for. It's just a slow Western. Yeah. And, it starts off really aggressive and then it just settles in and you're like, well, what's going to happen now? And then it just stops. Yuck. I don't like that at all. Yeah. I don't bother watching that. Um, so Heim, <clears throat> Heim's sister. And then what? And then it was, uh, Sean Penn and, yeah. uh, what's his name? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. And I was just like, they're major roles in the movie. Yeah. And then like, do you know the young guy that's in it? I do you know who he is? No. Uh, his, mm, hold on. Do you? 
I do. I can't think of his first name right now. What's his last um, name? Hoffman. He's Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. Oh. And it's both Alana Rob, and his. Rob Hoffman, yeah. <laughs> it's their acting out. debuts. Oh. Uh, I think it's Cooper Hoffman, I believe. Cooper. Bradley Cooper Hoffman. Uh, Cooper Hoffman. <laughs> Bradley Cooper Hoffman. That's the name of this episode. Oh, uh, Bradley Cooper Hoffman. <laughs> there you go. Anyways, yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, we're just rambling. Oh, we're talking about Spidey. Spidey man. Spidey, Spidey man. man. Doing whatever a Spidey man can. Um, so also part of why I want to see it so badly. Mm-hmm. Because I do love the way that Tom Holland plays Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's the best out of all the, like, no Tobey Maguire, yep. Andrew Garfield. Like, they're great. He just, he brings something to it. The humor oh that he brings to it. Oh my God. Can we talk about Andrew Garfield for a second? Hold on. Okay. Let me finish this thought and all then right. we'll move into Boom Boom Shake, which yes. is Andrew Garfield. So good. <laughs> um, Tom Holland and the beautiful Zendaya mm. used to work finally that. kind of came out into the public <gasps> with their relationship. In real life? Finally. Oh. And so it's super cute. They're doing this whole press junket together and like there's a clip of him walking the red carpet by himself and in, like he's doing an interview and he just stops the interview and he's like, Zendaya's here. I can hear everyone yelling for her. And he gets so excited that Aww, she's there. It's the absolute cutest. And then I think they were on Kimmel or Kimmel maybe last night and they were holding hands on the chairs. Mm. <laughs> it's the cutest. So I'm very excited to to see how that chemistry parlays onto the screens so yeah I that's can't find uh, this movie i was talking about now boom boom shake the andrew garfield movie i don't think it's shake but it's boom boom something look up boom boom and you'll find it i think it's boom boom shake tick tick boom tick tick boom <laughs> okay i was close enough boom boom shake uh <laughs> okay so backstory on me in i was in the theater department in high school yeah. We went to New York City for our senior trip for New Year's Eve. And, and a few, you were there not that long ago and you took and I saw, Yeah, it's on my grandma's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll rent. It was the second yeah. iteration. It wasn't the original cast, but it was like 90% of the original cast. The main guy who played Mark was gone. Anthony Rapp. <laughs> sure. Um, no, there's a, like a, a super famous guy. I'll have to look it up. Um, maybe you're right. Probably. Uh, I get, I, I loved rent. I used to listen to it in the car on CDs. I, uh, you all the love time. musicals. I freaking like, love you musicals. Love them. Sixteen part harmony when it's a chorus. Oh my Sometimes god! Sometimes I will walk Gosh. into the studio and yeah. you will be rocking out to a musical singing uh, at the top of your lungs. And I love it. It makes me laugh. Musicals, love them, love yeah. them. Um, I watched this whole film not knowing that this was the story of the writer of Rent. I did not know that either. I, I've been here, like I've been reading a lot about the movie and like people are just going nuts for Andrew Garfield in this movie. He absolutely <clears throat> murders this role. Interesting. Like, murders it. So I'm going to spoil a little bit. That's okay. Because I have to. Yeah. But when you get to the end of the film, it builds up. He's been writing this, uh, like his play, right? And he finally gets to show it off and a bunch of agents come. Uh-huh. And it's amazing. Performance goes off. It's nuts. People are crying and it doesn't sell. <gasps> and his agent calls him after two days. And she's like, he's like, what do I do now? I have my whole life writing this. I've spent, I'm 30 years old. I've spent eight years writing this play. What do I do now? And she goes, it's, I, I can't remember her name, but she's great. She was in like a 90s sitcom as a mom. Mm-hmm. She goes, listen, listen, honey. Just like uh, Joey's agent on Friends. Yeah. <laughs> You start writing the next one. Oh, wow. And it, the next one that he wrote was Rent. Oh, and so he, this wasn't him writing Rent. This was this is a, the actual play that he wrote before Rent, but right. also a little bit of his backstory. And then it, at the end, it shows pictures. Judith Light from Who's the Boss? Yes. Yeah. She's amazing in this, oh, in this so movie. So good. And it turns out he Whitford. passed away before Rent Debuted. Oh, he got you just to... ripped my guts well, out. Everybody knows that. I, I don't. I don't know a lot about musicals. That was the whole thing about Rent. Was like 
this guy oh, finally sold it. It was I amazing. It came out to a that. bunch of critical acclaim. And like six or eight months before Rent debuted, as they were just starting rehearsals, he passed away at 35. Wow. So I hope I didn't give away, like <sighs> most of what I just said is public knowledge, but right. this film is awesome. Like, and it's got, who's got, it's that girl that used to date that super handsome fella. Vanessa Huggins. Hutch, Hutchinson. 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 Huggins? H- I think it's Hutchinson. It's not. It's literally right there on my phone in front of me. Hutchinson. Huggins. <laughs> Hutchins. Um, so here's what's funny about that. She's doing commercials right now for birth control. Uh, interesting. The, you know, the implant thing that goes in your arm. And like, the commercial's so cheesy. She walks like... She's got a script in her hand and she walks by the camera and she goes, for multitasking, super busy actresses like me. And the first time I saw it, I was like, what the fuck has she done since High School Musical? Right. Very little. Tick, tick, boom. And now tick, tick, boom. So good for her. (laughs) Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a great mix of like absolutely unknown people. Yeah. It seems like it's Bradley Whitford's in it and I love that man. Oh, yeah. He's so awesome. Yeah. He plays, I'm not going to give it away, but. Um, I first of all, he and Josh Molina, who both starred on The West Wing, mm-hmm. they are two of my favorite Twitter accounts to follow, and they just heap shit back and forth to each other constantly, nice. and it's hilarious. You you got it. the inside scoop on all the best tweeters. Um, you know, I've curated my Twitter feed yeah. <laughs> pretty well to include just things that truly make me laugh and make me happy. That's what it should be used for. It's yeah. Cause a lot of people use Twitter for like getting mad. Well, you know, what's funny is that it doesn't, it doesn't have to look like that. You know, no. like I follow people that, I mean, they're not always tweeting about happy, funny things. Like I do follow people that are incredibly political, but mm-hmm. they're people that I enjoy their political stance. Right. So I still enjoy. Yeah. There are people that I find that I learn from. You know, they're educational to me and they yeah. bring up things that I don't necessarily always think of. And Do you follow anybody on the opposite of your political belief just to keep a tab I on? I, I followed Donald Trump on Twitter until they kicked him off. Oh, I heard he was starting his own social media platform. That already blew up in his face. Oh, it's over. <laughs> Never even got this off the ground. This is how disconnected from the news. <laughs> you are. Now. That was months ago. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. that was months ago. Yeah. He had a a rally or some, a speaking engagement or something last night in an arena that fit twenty thousand people, and I think it was like forty five hundred people showed up. Oh, it's not looking good. <laughs> I mean, looking good for what? He's going to try and rerun? I think so. That's the point, dude. Let it go. There's got to be some other asshole. I mean, out isn't there. he going to be like eighty by then? Yeah. Well, you know my rule. Nobody over 65. I agree. Yeah. I, I really do. I've found uh, people on both sides of the aisle agree with that. No, they do. You're out of touch at that point. You're, you're just not, yeah. you're, you're, you're not in tune. And That's first of all, you're also, I, I, to be honest with you, I think that we need to change the, the age in the first place. Like I understand what it's there for that you gain some kind of life experience and knowledge that you take into the presidency with you. Mm-hmm. But what 45-year-old person is looking out for the best interest of the people that have to deal with the repercussions throughout their presidency who are much younger? I would love a 45-year-old president. Yeah, that's the the minimum age. Like, I think we should make it younger. Oh, I thought it was 45. It's 35. And another common misconception is that you have to be college educated, which is not true. That's not true. I know that that part's not true. It's 35, I I think. I'm going to Google it. Uh, We should Google that because, I mean, and let's see who, I mean, I think, wasn't Barack Obama the youngest we've ever had? He was one of them until you get back to like the 1800s. Right. And when people didn't even live to 45. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. I always thought it was 45. Um, is it minimum president age? 35 years old and have been a resident of the United States for well, 14 shit, years. Well, shit, let's get a 35 year old in there. No shit. Because like you and me, we're going to only suffer some of the repercussions for a little while of a president. Mm-hmm. People younger than us are going to suffer them for many years after. So why don't we get somebody that is closer to the age of those people that's more in touch and... More in touch with the reality of what the world's going yeah. to progress into. Tulsi Gabbard. 
I don't know. Younger. She's younger. Okay. And she's cute. Uh, she has military experience. Okay. She's a little crazy. They're all a little crazy. Uh, if you think that you should crazy. be the leader of the free world, inherently it's there's true. something wrong with you. Well, yeah. There's a I think, blown up idealized version of yourself. I think we should get head. together and vote for someone and then they have to do it. Like we find like oh we, like Neil they DeGrasse don't want Tyson. to do it yeah. and we just like nominate. We them all decide you're the go, smart one. You got to you, you gotta have run. to do it. Yeah, that's an interesting concept too. Is mm-hmm. that we don't do it. We don't give it to people who want it. Want it. We give it to people who need it. Oh, I'm a genius. Isaac. I think you're onto something. Yep. Who would you nominate? This is unfortunate, but Joe Rogan. I don't. I don't know that we can keep talking. We can. Okay, go ahead. I mean, that's it. I just think he's a level-headed guy that would like listen to a bunch of issues and then hire people way smarter than him to help fix the problem. He doesn't do that on his own podcast. So sure he does. He... I'm not even going to get started with last week's Joe Rogan. Um, so What happened last week on Joe Rogan? I don't listen to it every day. God, I would hope not. Um, talking about the Beeple episode? No, I'm not. <clears throat> I have no idea what happened last week. You, you. I'm really glad sometimes that you don't read the news. Why would um, I want to read the news? Because there are things that I think that you should know about. <laughs> I mean, they're constantly going after him for one thing or another. I look at his guest list and I go, I mm-hmm. like that person. I'll listen to this episode. And then I listen to it until I don't have time to well, listen to it. Well, one of the things, so here's something I think is super great. Um, one of the things that he said last week was he was trying to explain why people hate Chris Pratt so much. And it's because Chris Pratt is a Christian and a good person. Oh, that was the Beeple episode, and I did okay. hear this. He was defending Chris Pratt. He was, def- right, he's defending Chris Pratt, which is really funny. People are not actually picking on Chris Pratt because he's Christian or a good person. There, he, He's said some pretty fucking misogynistic things about his own wife, even, and just needs a little bit of guidance on the way that he phrases things is, is really bad. And so nobody is like, Chris Pratt's a horrible person. They're just like, Chris Pratt is the epitome of... Uh, a person that you would hope that having like a sit down civil conversation, you could kind of swing them over to seeing that maybe the way that they went about something wasn't the best way. Okay. So what was the problem? There is no problem. However, Joe Rogan's making it into a problem. No, he's that not. That people are, yeah, he's, you just said he's defending Chris Pratt. Nobody's no. picking on Chris Pratt. No. <laughs> Nobody. I think the way that it came up was that he was just saying that Chris Pratt was a great dude. And a Christian. Don't yeah. forget that. There's so, nothing wrong with being a Christian. There's there's not, and no one's saying there is. And that's the thing, that now people are like, why are you trying to start some shit and saying that the things that people are pointing out to Chris Pratt that maybe he could do better have to do with the fact that he's a Christian and a good person? That's not how it came out. That, I listened to it, and that's how I took it. Autom- I absolutely how I took it. Mm, but, I, I so, you know, I read somebody that actually had a really great comparison to it because the way that it came out was the left basically don't like Chris Pratt. <laughs> that's how I took it. No, I didn't take it that The way. left absolutely loved Dolly Parton. She's a Christian and a great person. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it came and went in that conversation without me going like... It's making some pretty big headlines right now. I mean, a lot of the things that he says make headlines for no reason other than that people will read it and make it a bigger deal. Like, I think they dive into his shit when they could just leave him alone. But do you understand the irony and the fact that he also dove into something that was a non-issue to make it an issue? I think it was as casual as me and you talking about Andrew Garfield a minute ago, and he's so mm-hmm. famous that people were like, look at him talking shit. I think people Weird. are, I don't, I don't see it as him hmm. making a point. Like he hasn't thought about that since he said it on that show. Well, he's already defended himself. Okay. So he thought about it once. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I just don't, as a, as a fan, I don't, I don't take, I don't hold weight in every word that he says. I don't think he's premeditating or starting shit with Chris Pratt. Well, he wasn't starting shit with Chris Pratt at all. I think you're missing the point. I'm, I must be because I, I don't see are. what the big deal is. I don't think you're is. understanding. I mean, like, I don't even read. understand where it came from and why it was a conversation piece. That's what I'm Because nobody is picking on Chris Pratt. But exactly. he was like, this is why the left doesn't like Chris Pratt. And we're like, as a left, as he likes to lump us all into one category, nobody's picking on Chris Pratt. 
Okay. Like well, there I'm, have been some like things that he has said in the public over the last few years that people have been like, maybe you want to course correct that slightly. Like, sure, I think everybody says fucked of up. Of course. Shit. We've I said mean, fucked geez, up. Of course. Yeah. I would be thankful if like I said something and somebody were to come to me and be like, hey, you know what? Like, get what you were saying with that. Here's some things to think about and a better way of going about getting that point across. Like the other day when we were talking about um, if you can use the N-word when you're singing a song in your car. And I was trying to like, I was trying to verbalize this thought that I just couldn't get out of my brain correctly. I would love it if somebody would listen to that episode and be like, hey, Misty, you want to hop on the phone and talk about like how to verbalize that and what the proper way to go about that is? Like, I love, I don't call them necessarily like people correcting you. It's people trying to help you be more informed mm-hmm. and like to, to teach you the things that maybe you're missing. I think that's missing from our society. I saw a meme earlier today that was like, you got beef with me? Just bring it up like an adult. Yeah. Let's work it out. Let's yeah. have a coffee. Let's talk about it. And it's like. Nobody does that. They'll tweet about it. They'll be like, fuck this person or this or that. But like, they don't sit down and hash shit out. Right. I bet you Chris Pratt's going to be on the Joe Rogan show pretty soon. I think he's been on the Joe Rogan show a couple of times yeah. already. But um, any time that like... Chris Pratt's been on every podcast that there is. Ooh, you think he'll come on the safety meeting? Maybe. Hmm. Got to get that new talent book or working on that. Tell him you're a Christian and a good person. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's comedy, folks. Yep. I actually, um, I listened to him on, I believe it was Rob Lowe. And that was, it was an interesting listen because Mm -hmm. I had been reading a bit here and there about some of the things that he had, had said publicly that you were just like, I don't think he meant that that like yeah. that and it was interesting because he and rob kind of like dove into it a bit yeah and, um, i mean i i have a special place in my heart for chris because i imagine saying uh some of the dumber things that will ever be said in history in public in yeah. the future mm-hmm. and i hope that i don't get barbecued but i will you will but, but I, I won't care and that's, you know that's the thing like and i i've said it since day one where you call i i really appreciate the fact that you said barbecued not canceled because I all th- I think that it all comes down to how you choose to learn from it and what you what you show from it. You know, and I guess it's like also, everyone's gonna say dumb shit sure. that doesn't come out right always. Yeah. I think the name of this no one's perfect. Should be called "Missing Not Get Canceled." <laughs> I don't. Uh, well, let's talk about why. I really don't like that term. At it all. is silly because if your fans don't cancel you, you're not canceled. If a bunch of well, people, and what is canceled? What does I, that even mean? I, don't, I have no idea. I'm the last person that can answer that. But if a bunch of people who didn't consume your content or don't like you in the first place just raise their voices about why they don't like you, then that's just what people have always been exactly. doing. Exactly. It's no different. And that's like I keep seeing, you know, so and so canceled, so and so canceled. Do any of those people stay canceled? No, they don't. You wait nine months. And then you make you your little, you know, quiet apology. comeback yeah. after your apology. Yeah. And that's your point to I think, prove what you did in that nine months. Yeah. Did you learn? I think Twitter cancel culture that? is affecting the Me Too movement. I, I don't think that this, to be honest with you, here's my thoughts on it. And you're probably gonna be like, you're fucking crazy. Probably. I don't think it exists. I think it's a word and an idea mm-hmm. that doesn't really exist. Well, you're canceled. You get a small little group of people that are like, this person's canceled. Rah, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. And then a, 24 hours later, it's gone and you never hear of it again. And we got to find another person to cancel And then now. it's over. Yeah. And they were never canceled in the first place. It's, it's a, it's a fake idea. It mm-hmm. doesn't, it's not something that actually happens. Yep. Like I, people like to put so much weight into it. And I'm like, it literally means nothing anymore. It doesn't mean anything. You know, and I agree with you. Like when it was happening at the start of the Me Too movement and people were like, oh, so-and-so's Harvey Weinstein is canceled. Really? Because I mean, first of all, I think the using the word canceled makes it seem like such a small, non-important thing. I don't think that that term is as powerful as what you need to use in the regards of people like Harvey Weinstein. No, he's not canceled. He's He's in fucking prison. Yeah, he's a sexual predator. He will never see the light of day ever again until he dies. 
Yeah. And hopefully that's sooner than later. Well, actually, I hope he lives a very long life because the things that happen in prison are not fun. Good. Yeah. I hope he feels every single one of them. Because that's the whole point of prison. Like it, prison should suck so should, so bad it, yes, that you never want to do any of these things I, again. I can't say the words should suck. Should suck. Should, should suck. suck. Should suck. Uh, but yeah, it should, should be a suck. deterrent. Like I don't think I would have any fun in there. No, doing, I would hope not. I'm doing my very best to stay to TF yeah. out of jail. Yeah. And yeah. Like to me, using the term canceled for someone that's on that level. Mm-hmm. Like... There's a big difference to me, I guess, also in the Harvey Weinstein going to prison and the so-and-so got caught with his pants down and he's just going to disappear for eight months. Yeah. Like those two things are not the same in my mind. And I think that using the term canceled for all of them well, where is just kind of shitty. Where was he when he had his pants down? If he's at an elementary school. Well, let's use Louis C.K. as okay. an example. Sure. He's a really good example, actually. Yeah. Because he, you know, did some, to the things that I've read, the accounts of it, some pretty vile things. <laughs> like, yeah. some fairly yuck. No, no charges brought against him, however. And... Uh, you know, we, of course, will never know all of the behind the scenes of what happened there. But Louis C.K. just kind of disappeared for about, how long was it? Eight, nine months? Yeah. And then, hey, guys, super sorry. I've learned from this. I've blah, blah, blah. I think in Louis's case, it's I, I from what I know, mm-hmm. and the only people who actually know what happened were in the room. Of course. Uh, from what I know, he asked for permission. And... It, was it gross? Yeah, yeah it's gross. Still gross. Uh, if if it progressed past that, if he asked for permission and a no was stated, and he continued that action anyway, then he should go away forever too. But I think when like, oh yeah, I th- like it'd be funny to see Louis C.K. jerk off in a hotel room. I don't know who would ever want to see that. Fucking gross. First of all, yeah. like any dude over 40 naked Uh -uh. including myself no thanks no no No. but to to like to use the term cancel for both those people in the same context is like like you said i think it does damage to the severity and and i'm not you know victim shaming by any means that you know one thing is more severe than the other and means more or should be punished differently Mm -hmm. but i just think that you, d- you don't get to use the word canceled for someone like Harvey Weinstein. Mm-mm. No, you get to use the term fucking prison. Incarcerated. Incarcerated. Prosecuted. Yes. Um, canceled, it just, I think that can- the word canceled has made everything seem very not, like a non-issue. Yeah, it's, it's just such a stupid it's fucking blase. made up. It's yeah. like, oh my. It's like, oh, that guy, that happened. My TV show didn't have enough viewers, so it was canceled. Right. Right? It's right. not like, I don't think it translates. I don't think it does either. Okay, what's a better word? Let's find a better word. For Okay, so first of all, I think that it's important, like we just talked about, to set up like levels of canceled. I don't know. I don't know. Like, are, are you just like, are we going to use canceled as like, you need to have a slap on the hand and a course correction to teach you, yeah, that you know, be- don't talk like that versus you need to be in prison because you fucking straight up like raped someone. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think there's, I, to, I think it should all just fall, call things what they are. We could just call it all excommunicado. Yeah. And then have different levels underneath excommunicado. Yeah. And you can work your way back to the church if you need to. You know what? You and I had this conversation about, um, a certain, <clears throat> a certain entertainment industry person, mm-hmm. um, kind of making a, a resurgence these days. And, you know, I'm also a firm, firm believer in second chances for people and people proving that they've learned and, you know, I, having to yeah. face up to, you know, all of the, the voices that they're going to hear and the things that are said to them for yeah. what they did and having to be able to explain that they understand why someone's saying what they say to them mm-hmm. and they, they get it. And having to say that apology over and over and over if they have to, to, you know, however many people they need to say it to. Right. Yeah, I do think forgiveness is something that has been, it's a lost art. It very much is. But. Very much. We, as a, as a mob mentality, 
when we build someone up, we like to tear them down. We love seeing our idols. We put them up on a pedestal and, and we, we love to watch them fall. And we kick the legs right out from under. Yep. Absolutely. We love nothing more than to watch somebody on the rise up. And you're so you, like, you take this personal vested interest in like mm. watching someone become yep. a star yep. and you're like, Oh, you know, I feel like this person's been a part of my life. Cause I mm. sat at home and watched them on my TV. Yeah. And then for some reason, our little human brains have this switch that yeah. goes, Oh, well that person thinks that they're better than everybody else now. And then we just love to watch them fall all the way down mm -hmm. and we will take pleasure in every bump on the way down. Yep. I don't get it. It must be incredibly stressful or, or some kind of, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think about being famous a lot, like in the terms of like what will happen when I'm famous. Cause I think there's different levels of fame, especially in the comedy world. Like you could be like a pretty famous comedian yeah. and go to the grocery store. Oh, absolutely. Like your fans know who you are, but yeah. You, and I mean, until we started doing what we do in here, I had no idea what half the people that walked in here even looked like. Like I knew their names just yeah. slightly. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't have picked them out of a lineup. Yeah. I mean, I can, I am particularly closely connected to comedy, so I can pick out like, right. Of course. I literally follow, I think 400 comedians. Yeah. And I, I recognized people at a Christmas party last night and I was like, Oh, I felt like, Oh shit. We haven't actually met. Right. You know, it's like, Want to be good, just go up to them. Your like, comedians are like my crew guys. Yeah. You know, I know a thousand of them across the globe because mm -hmm. they've been on my tours. Same thing. Yeah. And you probably, you would, you would look at them and be like, nope, can't tell the difference between any of them. They're all no. wearing black t shirts and cargo shorts. <laughs> Same humans. <laughs> what are you keeping in all those pockets, Larry? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, so you, you started with something about, Oh, I, I recognize people more often than... No. No? You were going with something about you don't think about how famous... Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, but the pressure of, like, having a fan base. Yeah. And then, like, behaving a certain way in public or, like, minding what you say when you put this out in the ethos. Like, mm -hmm. I'm sure... This is episode 354. Oh, God. Somebody went in and deep dove into all of them. Like, yeah. the list they could present us with things that we Between didn't that say correctly or... And the safety meeting. I have yeah. 300, 440 episodes of content on the internet. And, I mean, that's days. It's mm -hmm. weeks of content. Yeah. You want to go listen to it? I would love for everybody to go listen to it. But I have definitely said fucked up shit. But the other thing that you can do is that if you're going to do that... You need to go back to episode one of Misty and I, and you need to watch yes. my growth progression and your growth 100%. progression. Because, yeah, if you just pick it up now, we're like an NPR, super fun, chat about whatever we want to podcast. But when we started, we didn't know what we were doing. We no. were just throwing thoughts in the, in the world. And I tried to be funny. And I would usually call myself out if I went too far on a joke. But if I didn't, you know, I mean, me a, a really good, um, you know, a, like kind of a deep dive down that specific hole that you're talking about is watching the, um, the Britney Spears documentaries. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and like you said, constantly having to acknowledge the vision of what people want you to be versus what you can say and what you can do, what's allowed of you, what, there's nobody protecting you like no you are essentially yes you, you're employing a million people around you to clean up the mess but like one of one of the big things that Brittany actually herself has been talking about recently is she was forced to do a sit-down interview with Diane Sawyer right after her and Justin Timberlake broke up oh she was like 19 years old <laughs> I mean like a baby yeah and essentially the things that first of all the things that were acceptable to ask about back then yeah like diane sawyer is sitting there talking to this child about her virginity on national television when she lost her virginity and like you can tell how uncomfortable but in her head she's like i have to keep this image up of what mm. I've built and what these people expect of me right of this 
virginic, kind of white trashy, mm-hmm. like southern hot girl. And then I guess the I mean the pressure to answer the question would be enormous. The, the pr- well, I mean, you can watch in, in the one of the documentaries, I can't remember which one it is, maybe Becoming Britney, they show clips of mm-hmm. different questions that Diane Sawyer asked her and it's just like Oh my God, first of all, no reputable news person now would ever ask those questions in a public, on television, like to a child. Right. Like, I mean, it's getting into the details of like her virginity, whether she lost it to Justin, like how she feels about her and Justin breaking up. And she's like, and you can tell she's like, I mean, the, you can literally see she's in pain. Yeah, I like mean, she's a kid who just broke up with her first boyfriend. Remember when you broke up with your first? It boyfriend? was awful. The world ended, it was, and you sat in your yes. room and you were like, and you listened to sad music and you cried. I don't and, want to go anywhere. I don't want to talk to any huh? of my friends. I'm just going to sit here because the world sucks. Yeah, and like she it, got to do it on Diane Sawyer ugh, instead. That's horrible. Yeah, horrible. And, and then you know, a flash forward a couple years later, we have. All of these, Britney's having a breakdown. 2007, you know, Britney's taking a golf club and smashing in windows. She buzzed her head. She's going crazy. And it's like, cool. Does anybody realize we as a society did that to her? Mm -hmm. Do we get that? That we, we watched her and we saw this wholesome, wonderful little thing that entertained us. And we got to watch her rise and rise and rise. And we put her on this pedestal. And then we love yep. to watch and make fun mm-hmm. of her as she hit every bump on the way down. Like every person that I know has posted at one point or another, uh, the meme that mm-hmm. has Brittany shaving her head going, I'm close to 2007 Brittany. Yeah. You know, everyone has. And we just, you know, it became so normalized. Like, oh, Brittany went crazy. <laughs> like it's funny. Yeah. And it's like, Wow. Why do we do this to humans? I don't know. I think it's the same, you know, it's like physics, right? Every action has an equal and opposite reaction, right? Yeah. So okay. if we're, I think the same energy force that we put into building people, we get somehow mentally satisfied with the Watching. teardown. Right. I don't think everybody participates in the teardown. I think there's a leader of the mob mentality that goes, ah, it's Like not. back then it was Perez Hilton. You sure. know, that was the leader sure. of the... Um, Look at this. Yeah. And that started a big movement. I mean, the, half the internet now is just shitting on people. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, I watched uh, a... He was on Jada Pinkett Smith's The Red Table. I think it was The Red Table. Um, he was confronted by a... Who, Perez? Yeah. yeah. By a... I didn't recognize who she was. I think she was maybe a... I would say B-level actress of For, some sort, like back, back then. And like she went through and like called him out on the things that he wrote about her and went through what it did to her. And he got to sit and like take all of that in. And then he got to sit and tell her about his growth process and, you know, why he thought that, what he was doing was okay at the time right. and how he's grown and progressed since then. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was super interesting to watch. It was sometimes you don't realize, you know, in my mind when I started watching it, I was like, Oh, tormentor and victim. Mm-hmm. And then I realized he's a victim too. Like there's, there's something in him oh, that also yeah. caused hurt people, hurt him people. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not it's, just, you know, tormentor and victim. It's sometimes yeah. it's victim and victim. Yeah. It's like, why do people start bullying? It's like, yeah. because they got bullied. Right. So it's like, I always wonder like the parents of bullies, do they think their kid is a good person? I, I would say yes. Most of the time. Didn't we just talk about bullying a couple weeks ago? Well, we talked about uh, getting beat up in high school. Like yeah. who beat up, how many times we were in fights in high yeah. school. Yeah. And about who our high school bullies were. Yeah. But yeah, I can tell you definitely the the girls that bullied me, their parents thought that the sun rose and set out of their asses. They thought their kids were perfect and wonderful. Butthole. Butthole. <laughs> There's a sun in your butthole. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they they definitely thought their kids were great. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it, when you see, you know, the reportings on like school shootings and stuff and you see the parents and the parents are just like, I never would have guessed. I had no is, idea Timmy I was going to shoot the whole no school. No idea up. since we bought him this gun as an early birthday present. And drove him across gonna, state lines. Right. <laughs> he was going to go and kill people with <laughs> it. idiots. Yeah. Ugh. You know, they always just, they're either playing it off mm-hmm. or they literally, some of them I believe were literally just that blind. But we, you know, I mean, teenagers hide a lot of shit from their parents. We well, especially our our age, there was no. I mean, there, there was an internet, but there wasn't. You could barely. Thank fucking god, dude! You could barely Google something. Oh yeah, can you even imagine with the shit that? Mm 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 mm. I'm so glad there weren't even cell phones to take pictures. Yeah, no. So mm. glad, like. Yeah, my yeah. youth was undocumented, and I Same. am not mad about that. Me neither. Not at all. Not at all. I can't even imagine right now mm-hmm. if, like, I logged onto my Facebook in the morning and saw one of my high school friends posted a photo of some party we had some night in the fucking field, and there I am, like, passed out in the hay, like, puked all over myself. Yeah. <laughs> because those were real things. There's a new animated movie um, called Ron's Gone Wrong. <laughs> Ron's Gone Wrong. Okay. And uh, it's about this middle school and everyone gets a robot. Okay. And it they have a keynote speech and they launch it like a new iPhone. And, Just in the school? Uh, no, it's like, they, it's like you, you go to like, like basically Google. They call it bubble or whatever. Uh-huh. Because um, you got to be on the bubble network, right? And everybody gets a robot except this one kid. His parents aren't, they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, I already went ro- to hug him. Right? So these robots are exactly like your phone. Like they cultivate what you like. They're they learn bots. about you. They're, yeah. And they follow you around. And at school, they all like go on this rack on the wall. And then everybody gets to go play with them at recess. Oh. And they'll like shoot videos for you and send them around the world and do all this kind of crazy stuff. And this kid has to sit on the bench by himself because he doesn't have a robot. And he fi- his dad finally gets him like a broken one, like out of the back oh. of a truck. And it didn't download all the code. <laughs> So Ron goes wrong and like ends up. Ron's his robot. Ron is his robot. He only gets all of the A's of the alphabet downloaded. <laughs> so he has to call him by the wrong name. <laughs> and it turns out that this, you know, the robot with a heart of gold ends up changing the whole world because. So he's like Wally. It's basically Wally meets um, Big Hero 6. <sighs> My heart just broke like, in a million pieces it's hearing like this. If everybody had a Big Hero 6. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's really good. Okay. I'm going to have to look this up because that sounds really great. Yeah. It's the heart. I don't know. It's a heartwarming adventure. I think I'm like a little PMSy maybe. I've noticed the last few days have been super emotional. So maybe we're going to wait for a hot second to watch that. It's not a tearjerker. I don't know. A little boy sitting on the bench by himself because he doesn't get a robot because his parents are poor. It's a little too close to home for me. It's it's animated and they they make it awkward. Like he's got... Like three bullies and they're like the jackasses. They try and like jump off the playground and like film it. And they're like, yeah, but they get zero views. You clearly, you don't understand how PMS works. I don't. Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. I will, if I were sitting at home watching this, this is how the hormones and the emotions inside of most women rage. I would be sitting there watching it and you will, you know, I will see the boy sitting on the bench by himself while all the other kids are playing robots and I will instantly go back to like six-year-old Misty, you know, on the playground that didn't have the nice new thing that everyone else had and I will have tears streaming down my face and I will be thinking about the entire path that like my mom had to work harder than anyone else and I will go down this horrible black hole and then all of a sudden... Three minutes later, I will see the bullies doing their jackass thing, and I will want to rip their little heads off of their bodies physically. Mm-hmm. And then two minutes later, I will see that they got no views on their YouTube jackass tricks, and I will laugh maniacally oh like an goodness. insane person <laughs> because you can go from emotion to emotion to emotion that quickly. Only that happens the whole time you're awake. Yeah. (laughs) So from your waking moments in the morning, you literally are going from rage to deep, deep deep-seated love to deep-seated hate. Wow. (laughs) Like... 
I don't ever want to PMS. Over and over, like waves, for about five days. I wish that we had videoed this episode now that you just <laughs> did that hand gesture. You know what that is? That's rolling with the homies from Clueless. Oh, my rolling goodness. Rolling with the homies. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> rolling. Well, as if. <laughs> yep. <laughs> rolling with the homies. It's rolling with the homies. Bro, we've been pulling out the deep cuts the last couple uh, episodes. I follow Alicia Silverstone. Stein Stone on uh, Stein. Stein. I don't think it is. C Stein. Mm. Alicia Stein. Alicia <laughs> on the Insta, and she often posts. She'll do little like throwback videos of like herself now, like saying some of the lines, and then flip to the movie. That's and so fetch. That was Mean Girls. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> um, Hilarious. Oh, God. Do not test me on my teen girl movies. No, you better come correct. You better come correct. 100%. Um, yeah, she posts videos all the time of just funny little callbacks to Clueless. And like when Paul Rudd was named Sexiest Man Alive, um, she posted a great post that was just phenomenal. Wait, remind me, was he the hottie or the nerd in that movie? He was her stepbrother, and they ended up oh, shit. at the end falling in love with each other. Oh, really? He was a stepbrother. He didn't live there with them. Like, he lived with his mom. His man. His man. But he came to stay with them for the holidays. Oh. Are you so allowed to fall in love with kinda, your step? Thing? I think that, like, well, and her dad had since divorced his mom, oh. and so they weren't even married anymore. Right, that makes it okay. There's no blood that's mixed there. No. So That's a huge thing in porn now. What? Stepmom, stepsister. It's like all. Ew. Yeah, it's big. It's fucking. Gross. I mean, I feel like it's not something we need to encourage. No, but like if one little thing takes off in porn, then the whole place goes nuts. Wow. Yeah, they're always looking for the newer, deeper, weirder thing to do. Deeper, weirder, huh? This episode's <laughs> brought to you by Deeper Weirder. Go to deeperweirder.com to get 15% off by using the promo code Misty and Ike. Only at deeperweirder.com. I wonder what I mean, deeperweirder.com is. Don't. Don't. Uh, okay, so. Don't. Because that's kind of what we're doing now is we're just moving from topic to topic. Yeah. That's another big thing this week. Um, Billie Eilish, I think it was on Stern, possibly. Um, Stern had a big week, I believe, because it was there's Billie Eilish and then the whole Ben Affleck thing that happened. I didn't hear about either one. All right, I'm going to tell you. Here we go. So I'm pretty sure that it was Stern. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. You can... You know, send us a message somewhere. Light us up in the comments. Um, she talked at length about how she started watching like incredibly violent porn at the age of like 11. Oh. And that she believes now as a, however old she is, that it ruined part of her developmental brain for a very long time. Oh, interesting. And that she, as an adult woman, she had a lot of problems with her first few sexual experiences in real life mm -hmm. because uh, not understanding that, you know, when you start watching that at the age of 11, yeah. you know, your, your prefrontal cortex brain doesn't fully develop until you're 26 years old. Oh, interesting. Yes. <laughs> so... When you're watching something, violent porn at the age of 11, you know, the way that it seeds itself into your brain and the things that it affects in, in your development. Mm -hmm. So she had a long discussion and there are so many people that of course are ripping her and just like, porn's porn, whatever. Like if you were too young to understand, that's not really what a vagina looks like or blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Stupid. you know what? Stupid. What's so wrong with a, a very in touch, in tune young woman being like, Hey, I was introduced to something that I think really kind of fucked up my development and it made me feel not comfortable with myself mm -hmm. and who I was and like how things worked during sex. Like what's, what's wrong with saying that? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I think more people should say that. And yeah. I, I think that like there should be some kind of like, I don't know, education. Yeah. I, I don't think it should be mandated by schools, but whatever. God, no. Our teachers have enough on their plates. But like, as a parent, I think you should just maybe casually drop it in your kid's lap. That like, hey, if you find some stuff on the internet, that's not how things go in the real life. Yeah. Like, you're going to yeah. see some stuff that... Yeah, I mean, it's a whole new conversation that needs to be had as we've progressed. Like, we didn't need it because their porn was Playboy magazine. Yeah. 
You know? Yeah, it didn't move. It didn't move. It didn't look like that. People weren't treated in ways that you visually could. You got to get it on a tape. Right. And then you had to wait for the whole family to be gone. Right. To enjoy it. Enjoy it. (laughs) But one tape could last you months because you only watch it for like two or three minutes at a time. I was going to say, I didn't think you were, the stamina probably isn't there at that age. Uh, Yeah. Get any better. Well, and you know, I thought you're not doing what you're doing for stamina. Like you're doing it. You're trying to do it before your mom and dad get home from the grocery store. (laughs) Oh my God. All right. So that happened. And then this one was definitely on Stern. Um, Ben Affleck went on Stern and because he's got, you know, a couple new movies coming out. Yeah. I almost rented the um, last duel yesterday. Uh, It bombed and I don't really, it looks really good, but it didn't do well. I think it's because the three minute long preview tells you the entire story and you're like, "Uh, do I want to pay 20 bucks for this? Right. I was kind of disappointed because I think it's um, Deep Water, which is the one he filmed that where he met Anna Diarmas and they started dating they um isn't he back with j-lo now he is now yeah they pulled that out of the theatrical release and then like three days later they were like oh well we're gonna release it on hulu instead sounds like a really like it's based on a book and the book's great Mm. anyway is that the one where he's leaning up against the car and there's a kid next to him no that's the tender bar He's got oh, a lot of shit going on really right does. now. He really does. Ben's working. a lot of stuff. Yeah. So obviously he goes on Stern. Yeah. And he starts to talk about his sobriety and his alcoholism. Now, the clickbait that everyone in the world has gotten is Ben Affleck says he was trapped in marriage to Jennifer Garner and that's why he drank. Which is one line of the mm-hmm. hour and a half long conversation. Mm-hmm. And the the... Part I actually went and listened to it because I was like, wait, like they're they're real good at co-parenting and like she's helped him get through his addiction even after they split and that just doesn't sound right. Yeah. So I went and listened to it. It's actually a twenty-minute conversation about it wasn't the right thing to do, but he knew he wasn't happy in his marriage, and so his answer was going and drinking a bottle of bourbon while sitting on the couch. And that's how he slid further into alcoholism. But then, like, he spends, like, 10 minutes just literally talking about how Jim Garner, like, saved his fucking life and, like, took him to rehab the first time and the second time. And, like, what an incredible mother she was and how they were so deeply, deeply in love and they just fell out of love. And mm-hmm. that, you know, it he wasn't trapped in a marriage. He was more concerned on figuring out how they were going to co-parent and what to do with their children, et cetera, et cetera. How old are their kids now? I think like 13 and like nine and like seven or something. Hmm. So of course the entire internet is exploding and they're like, fuck you, Ben Affleck. Like Jennifer Garner's America's sweetheart. Like you don't talk about her like that. And of course nobody's taking the actual 20 minutes to listen to the interview. Because right. God forbid you actually like know what you're speaking about. Yeah. Some people could say that that happens to Joe Rogan sometimes. That he doesn't know what he's speaking about? No, that people don't listen to the show. 16, I go and listen and to, when I hear something or see something, yeah. I go listen to the bits that they're talking about. I'm not saying it's you. I'm agreeing okay. with you that people don't go. They don't. Many people own. don't. Ben's children's ages are 16, 12, and 9. All right, that's close. But I don't know if they're all with her. They are. Violet, Serafina, and Serafina Rose Elizabeth, boy. and Samuel Samuel Garner. Yeah. So she he got middle name. Got Jen's dad's. Yeah. Jen's dad's. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it'd be Jen's, was, like grandpa's name. Was Gra- name. grandpa was an actor, right? I don't think so. No, Jim Jane, Garner. James Garner. That's not. She's not related. Oh. She grew up in like on a farm in Oklahoma. How do you some do? shit like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't like it when she's in Capital One commercials. It really bothers. I don't, I don't like them at all. I want Samuel I, L. Jackson back. Yeah, uh, What's yeah. in your wallet? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not very into... I, I have to tell you, I'm going to make a bold statement. Okay. Here it comes. Outside of 13 going on 30, which was her and Mark Ruffalo, I'm not an incredible fan of her acting. Alias. Alias was very different, yep. but the roles that she's taken since then, yep. which are all very soccer mom, 
Well, I mean, you know, you play what you know. She played Alias. She wasn't a spy. <laughs> she was by the end. I just, for some I, reason. Like, I love her, uh, like, the persona that she projects as a human in, like, interviews and, like, on her Instagram. Like, I think she's yeah. very honest and it's very refreshing to see someone that's very transparent about how crappy things can be sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, she'll get on and sometimes she she cries. She's emotional. Like, you know, she'll get on and make these Instagram videos and you're like, wait, what? Stop, Jennifer Garner. Don't cry. You're going to make me cry. Yeah. But I just don't really dig her movies that much. Well, for, I guess. Not a huge fan. The Capital One thing. I don't know. I, gotta, I guess I got to unpack it. But like, I <laughs> if I'm racking up credit card debt, I'd rather be like. Samuel L. Jackson yelling, like, charge that shit, motherfucker. <laughs> or, but she's like, you know, you could just no get blackout a, dates. That's right. You can fly whenever you want to. And this is total bullshit, but I believe it for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they could reduce the APR on my credit card if they stop paying all these fucking celebrities to endorse credit cards. Ah, uh, you think you're onto something. It's never going to happen. It's not. That's never going to happen. Yeah. But you, if you pay your credit card off every Friday, then you don't have to worry about the APR. That's very true. Not everybody can do that. That's very true also. Um, How long have we been recording? Whew, about an hour and 15, 20 minutes. I'm going to go find out. All right. Well, I think we're, um, we might as well just go ahead and wrap just, it. Should we just wrap it? Yeah, we wrap, started at about 3.05. Did we really? We did. You wrote it down. I did. We got an hour and a half in. Told you that's why I got the pens and the notebook. She's got a magic pen, everybody. I've got a magic pen in my hand. Yes. Oh, and We I, talked uh, about a lot of things. We sure did. And I have an appointment in 27 minutes. You do need to go get your hair did. Hair stud for the bar I, crawl I also for did Santa. exactly what I said I was going to do and made notes of everything we talked about. Great. Good job. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Way to produce this episode. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody. Merry, happy holidays. Merry, happy holidays. holidays. Let's write a new Christmas song on the way Merry, out. Merry, happy holidays. Merry, happy holidays. Merry, happy holidays. Merry, 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 happy holidays. Merry, 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 I don't know that that's a hit banger necessarily. Yes. I was trying to go in the round per I, se. <laughs> I could hear it. You were trying to be that 17 person chorus. And yes. Create a musical. Oh, 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 oh. And that right there is why I don't listen to musicals. Mm. The, yeah, that vibrato <laughs> and changing octaves. And it's over singing uh, for the point of just over singing and saying yeah. you can do it. Not everybody's Mariah Carey motherfuckers. Nope. But you can go and get a free Big Mac on her right now. Can you really? Oh my goodness. There's the Mariah menu for the rest of December. And every day there's a one free thing that you can get on the menu if you spend a dollar. Thanks to Mariah Carey. I think it's thanks to McDonald's, right? It's Mariah Carey and her. Is she paying deal. for it out of her no, own pocket? paying her about 22 bajillion She don't need no more money. She don't. She platinum records every year at this time. Yeah. $2 million in sales every year of that song. Well, she signed a $200 million record deal and then <sighs> they paid her $100 million to get out of it and then she went number one and got another $150 million in 18 months. She and made then she also $500 million. Giant buyout after she broke off her last engagement from the bagazillionaire. Oh, Nick Cannon. No. <laughs> <laughs> of of uh, Circuit City fame. No, uh, Radio, Radio Shack. Radio Shack. He bought Radio yeah. Shack. Did he really? Yeah, and then Poor tri- Nick and Cannon. then sailed it all the way into the desert. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was on its way there anyway. Oh. Poor Nick Cannon. Anyways, okay. Well, go get your hair did. Okay. Ow. Oh. <laughs> Ow! I just hit my hand on the TV. Meow 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 meow. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please leave us a comment wherever you're. I don't know if you can do that wherever you're listening. You can. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Yep. Um, you can give us a rating on Apple Podcast, which is where we see. 58% of our traffic comes from. Oh, I all you got to do, on, even on your phone, it's super easy. Mm-hmm. Like when you pull us up and you're listening to this, you just go back to that little yeah. page that has our, our podcast on it and you hit the stars. But it's like Uber. If you're not going to give us five stars, maybe just don't. Oh, don't. I mean, it's five stars. you know what? I can take constructive criticism from people. I can't. I can. Okay. So we balance each other well. And we're out. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>